What the American people want right now is to us, for us to use our taxpayer dollar in every way that we can to protect the working families of this country, to protect the middle class, to protect the 50% of our people who are living paycheck to paycheck. And as we speak tonight, half of our people in this country, in the richest country in the history of the world, are living paycheck to paycheck. And they wake up in the morning and they're saying, you know what, I can barely make it on the paycheck that I got because I'm making 12, 13, 14 bucks an hour and now that paycheck has stopped. How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to put food on the table for my kids? How am I going to make sure that the lights remain on? How am I going to pay my student debt? How am I going to pay my credit card debt? Somebody in the family gets sick. How am I going to pay that? Now, this bill uh, has been worked on extensively in the last few days. There are elements in it that, in my view, are positive. Don't go far enough by any means. Uh, but one of the things this bill does do is provide the largest expansion of unemployment benefits in history, expending about $250 billion of federal funds. And what it does, importantly, the bill understands that for all kinds of absurd reasons having to do with Republican attacks on workers for many years, fewer than 50% of American workers today are eligible for unemployment benefits. What this bill does is says, rightly so, that in the midst of this terrible economic crisis where some people, nobody knows, where some economists are estimating that by June, the end of next quarter, unemployment could be 20 or 30%. What this bill does say is that whether or not you are eligible for unemployment today, you're going to get unemployment compensation. The Senate did unanimously approve an historic $2 trillion relief bill meant to ease the economic pain of the coronavirus. It offers hundreds of billions of dollars to big companies and small businesses, along with cash payments to many Americans. Nancy Cordes is on Capitol Hill. Nancy, what's next? Well, next, this goes to the House, and senators tell us that once it passes there, some of this money could be put to work right away, especially those loans to small businesses that convert to grants. Banks that are already set up to do this, we're told, could turn that money around within 36 hours. Unemployment insurance for the likely millions of people who are being laid off should go up by $600 a week by next week. And those cash payments you mentioned, Anthony, $1,200 for a lot of individuals, more for families, that money could be directly deposited into your account within the next three weeks or so. Now, if the IRS doesn't have your account information on file, it could take longer, up to four months, for them to mail you a paper check. Now, leaders are hoping that the bill's overwhelming victory in the Senate overnight, a 96 to 0 vote, will pave the way for smooth passage in the House tomorrow. Leaders there are hoping to pass the bill using something called a voice vote, which would enable most members of the House to stay home, to not travel to Washington. They would need unanimous agreement to let that happen. Right now they have their fingers crossed. Gail? Yeah, fingers, toes, eyes, everything crossed. Thank you very much, Nancy. Around uh, the end of the year, toward the end of the year, I think we're going to have a rebound. <laughs> Thank you.
wants to rebound so badly. And, uh, you know, we've had those really big, I guess the biggest ever stock market surge uh, two days ago, and yesterday was great. Uh, three biggest days in the history of the stock market. It wants to rebound so badly, but we have to get rid of the bug. We have to get rid of the, uh, the virus. Now, I'm going to sign this, and it's a great honor. $6.2 trillion. I've never signed anything with a T on it. I don't know how the world would be if you tried to quarantine everybody because of the generic type flu. Now, I'm not saying this is the generic type flu, but maybe we'd be just better off if we gave it to everybody, and then in a month it would be over because the mortality rate of this probably isn't going to be any different if we did it that way than the long-term picture, but the difference... He's a thousand percent wrong. The reason why you don't want to give it somebody all at once is because you overwhelm the ICUs and then more people die unnecessarily. That's why. So the reason why you want to flatten the curve is so you have enough hospital capacity to deal with the amount of people who need intensive care and ventilators. That's why. That's too much of a thought for him to grasp. He, uh, it's just this is your mind on capitalism. That's all he can think of. But about the market, so what? The weak are going to die. Let them die. It's the market. Doing quite well. And, and here's uh, Donald we Trump. appreciate everything. And we really appreciate the fairness, at least from most of the press. We really do. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today? So, ladies and gentlemen, we have ourselves... A stimulus package, could call it. Uh, I would call it uh, rating the cookie jar. I would call it the third in the last few weeks of corporate welfare that has minimized the crisis that blue-collared, Working class people are going through, losing their jobs, not being able to pay for food on the table, not being able to pay for rent, board, and all of the other little minuscule non-related things that the rich would never even think of having to pay for. Yet, here we are pouring trillions of dollars into the stock market, into this pay-for-play scheme this invisible market uh, that only exploits the labor of the working class and only, I, I don't even know what to call it. I don't even know what to call it. You can call it croning capitalism. You can call it plutocracy. You can call it whatever you like. But what I call it, I call it corporate socialism. And we have seen ourselves these past few weeks uh, we have found ourselves at the door of a socialist empire. We have suspended capitalism for the corporate oligarchs. We have suspended capitalism for the too-big-to-fail banks. And now, in the last installment of a trillion-dollar package only designed to make the rich richer, we have ourselves one-eighth of the pie, $1,200 to a one-time payment to working-class people. Um, and, of course, thankfully, 
because of the fight and because of the compromising and because of the just rigorous arguments of Elizabeth Warren, I will have to give her credit, and Bernie Sanders, we have a an extension of unemployment benefits. We have $600 uh, and a bonus. So we have some of the biggest um, safety net uh, just um, insurance uh, that we have uh, that we have never had, and um, I'm proud of that. Um, but uh, I'm really I'm wanting to get some takes on what this means to everyone else. I'm going to have a few people on the podcast. We're going to talk to Ben Walsh. We're going to talk to the Bernie Bros, James Stevens, and Kerry and Dominic. We're going to also speak uh, across party lines, across ideological lines, to some libertarian voices. And we want a whole substantial perspective on what exactly we are in store for in this new era, this new era of coronavirus. Because I can hear you fine. It's my podcast. Slightly soft. Maybe you're, are, are you speaking into a mic? I'm not. I'm speaking into a speaker. Maybe I should. Oh. Good to hear your voice. Gotta hear. Gotta say that. I know. I mean, it's not like you <laughs> haven't heard it before. Well, no. I mean, I, yeah. Or, or you mind, but not talking to each other. I know. It's been a long time. I, I, I pull my head up sometimes and realize it's been like 14 years since I was at UTSA. <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, you're old. I'm just kidding. I I'm am. Still, I'm still there. So that's funny. Isn't that funny? That's right. You said you're taking courses. I forget which ones, but I remember you saying you had some work to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I was there the first time, it was like all about, you know, the glamour the and glitz and stuff. The music. Yes. I'm a music major. Now I'm for real. Now I'm for real. So it took Good a while. Too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so yeah. the campus has changed completely. And I don't know if you saw my video. Uh, no. Completely empty now. I'm still going up oh. there because, you know, I, I when I stay at home to study, like, I get distracted easily. So I just go yeah, up there. Yeah. But, like, it's even yeah. more distracting because, like, there's nobody there. So. Well, it's really weird is um, the, the chairman of the department now at UTSA mm-hmm. was she and I, Tracy Cowden, she and I were both master's students at Western Michigan University. We, like, were students together. I'm like, oh, my God. I wish I was still there. A lot of me wishes I was still there, Thomas. I was, we'll talk about that someday because that was just one of the dumbest things I ever did in my life. Really? Just about ruined my life, yeah. I did it for my wife, now ex-wife. She was miserable down there, and I was up for tenure, and it was time to make uh, – uh, Dowdy was like, Michael, you got to tell us what you're going to do. And I was like, and so to make her happy, we moved up north. I had been looking for a job up north. I love UTSA, but, you know, try and make someone else happy. And then we ended up divorced anyways. And then, like, all the shit broke loose. So, but I still wish I was down there. I still miss all you guys. I miss that job. I miss being there. It's kind of a I dumb thing. come back any time. Hopefully, I'd love to win someday. <laughs> I hope so. I, I've been down there. I've been down there a couple of times because I still work with Anya Gorkowski or did. Yeah. Um, with her arts organization, she hired she hired me back to sing a few times since since I left. So I've been down there here and then. But I I mean, shoot, I, I'll come just for the heck of it. I just was talking to Kristen Roach about working on some audition repertoire. So who knows? Yeah. 
Well, <clears throat> I mean, that is if the earth is still around when, you know. Well, that's what I keep saying. I keep saying to my students, like, if, if we're all still here next Friday, I'll see you. <laughs> uh, life just pretty much changed this month. I didn't think. This that... is, I was, when someone was just asking me when my birthday, I'm like 1965. So I've, I've seen a lot of weird shit in my life. If I can speak like that on your podcast, sorry. Of course. Um, okay. I've seen lots of weird shit. I mean, I was 1965, so I, I literally saw the moon landing. I saw Nixon. I was at part of the end of the Vietnam War. You know, I've seen everything. This is the weirdest shit I've ever seen or even thought would happen to the Earth in my life. I mean, honestly, I lived through the Soviet Union. You know what I'm saying? Like, we lived under a nuclear threat. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, this is the most literally catastrophic like world changing thing and to think from from my standpoint the way i look at it like we've we've sown these seeds with china for decades now like we have been sold out and sold down the river to them for so long hmm. and it's like it, it seems to me like it's not something that happened naturally like this was literally an attack as far as i'm concerned and i think it, it was deliberate like, absolutely think it was deliberate even if even if it happened it's initially by accident i think china used it to kind of um test out uh how do i put it test out their ability to affect the world they want they want to be the currency of the world that they don't like that the u.s and the dollar is they want to kill our dollar Who they doesn't? own i i was i was there in San Antonio. we were selling our house and, and i can tell you for a fact i'm in real estate china is buying up real estate in the u.s like nobody's business for like the last two decades or so so they literally own this country You've seen in the news, they had that guy, that, that deadbeat in Harvard, who was, who was literally on their payroll and a bunch of their spies, and they are spies, <laughs> posing as students and grad assistants, and they're the ones taking these viruses. If you follow the trail, this, this virus, this, this particular coronavirus is like a hybrid thing, and they, they stole a bunch of cultures from different places, and they put them in this test lab down there, so I absolutely don't think it happened because someone ate a bat. I mean... Really, that's what I've been hearing. That's what I've been hearing. I was like, wow. <laughs> so I think, it, I think it's a test run for, and just the way, I mean, you brought it up in some of those posts that, that you made, um, the burning thing, and then even your take on it, that this is like, a, it seems like to me, like another test run for certain people like our establishment. And you and I both believe that there is no Democrat or Republican, you know, yeah. Um, Thank God. That this is a, like, and I live in Chicago, where we have this this crazy man Pritzker in office. This this Looney Tune. What's his name? Like, it just uh, Pritzker. Pritzker. I call him Prickster because he's a Pritzker. The governor or what? I don't know. Anything. He's the governor. He's our he, no. He's our governor. Yeah. Um, that they're like this 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 like just canceling business, like just putting us out of work, and making us just sit in our homes and be dependent on something. I keep with some of my business colleagues were like, I mean, this is a bad, like Corona is, seems like a bad thing to me. Like it seems contractable pretty easily, but it also seems like people get over it for the most part. Like it's not yeah. a big threat. And he brought up the point. He's another business partner of mine. Right. He was bringing up the point on his post on Facebook. He's like, look, if we're going to like lock down the freaking country because of threats of death on a large scale, like, what the hell are what the hell are we doing? Like, there's way more things that are killing us. You brought up suicide, just that alone, like youth, youth suicide. Like, if we're afraid of like things that are going to affect us on a death scale, like this is not this does not register the the reaction to, to my mind. I mean, they were going good already with the whole you know 
no health care, but uh, corporate socialism all the way kind of thing that they were doing already. I mean, if they wanted yeah. us to, if they want us to starve to death, we're already doing that. So I guess this is just accelerating it. Well, it's, I, I mean, I guess we're talking the interview now, or do you have questions for me? No, like this is a podcast, so I got you. Okay, we're talking. Well, it's very interesting, stuff, but not because yeah, you can ask them to me. But real quick though, what you brought up, yeah, and, and I like. I just got to say, well, maybe if people are going to listen to this, you know, that I like the fact because you, uh, you sort of tease the fact that you're going to have some opposing so-called viewpoints, some libertarian commentary. You didn't mention my name, but you, you, I, know, I know you were speaking about me. Yeah, why not? You know, you, you, and, you and I go back and forth on Facebook all the time. Sometimes it's been really harsh, and sometimes, you know, we have a lot of fun, and we have a lot of fun at other people's expense. <laughs> yeah. um, and you can see, like on my page, I get pretty – I like to provoke people, you mm-hmm. know? Same. But – I try to provoke people in a way that either makes them like shows them for what they are. I think you do that too. Both people on your ideological side and people on the opposite ideological side that you like to like kind of poke people and test them out. And in my observation in your, I mean, I mean, it's in, in the best sense too, like the best people kind of rise to the top, you know, like they show me who they really are. And I start to realize like among my very, best like liberal and leftist friends and they are friends like some of our very close friends that when we really get down to what we're talking about like what is the problem with the world what is the problem with our country and our government like i think you and i even though we're very opposite like in who we're supporting politically and whatever mm-hmm. we we are, we think the problem is the same thing like you you call it corporate socialism i hate that word because people get socialism wrong constantly it's like, they do which is why i have it, to use that word because well because socialism is like right but a, I, if you I, it makes more sense to call it corporate welfare i agree with i'm like yes it is corporate welfare but that word and is, I, yeah you know you know what i'm saying you know why i have yes. to do that right dr burgess i do yes i do <laughs> i once i want to figure out what a person's doing i won't harp on like a definition i'm like we're both talking about the same thing as long as we know what we're talking about i don't yeah. care what you call it yeah but what we call like cronyism and plutocracy, I'm like, that is our problem. That, and that is not a Democratic Party or Republican problem. That is a Washington, D.C. and us problem, you know. And to my mind, because I grew up in Chicago. I was born in Chicago. I grew up in the Democratic machine. I've seen personally in my family. I'm a, I'm private, I'm a small business myself. Mm. I mean, the kind of shit that goes on from government people, you know, they're, they're like you know, nepotism in this, you know, I, my cousins are a lot in the in the construction industry and in the and you know, like housing and real estate investment. Yeah, and it'll happen. Like the city will come down and shut down the whole project with some like quote unquote permit violations, and all of a sudden we're shut down. And what it takes to get those lifted is a handout. Get slip them a thousand bucks, and all of a sudden those permit problems are done. And yeah, I'm like, for freak's sake. You know, like you're killing us. And what, what? And I call them the mob because they are. I mean, Chicago is famous for the mob, but I'm like, the mob's still here. They're just they are the they are the city council and the government now. That's what. Honestly, they are. I feel like the mob had way more principles. At least, like you know, the Godfather. Well, the, the mob, yeah, the Godfather mob, yes, yeah, me too. I, I would agree with that. But I'm saying, like, the idea of and, and what happens with plutocracy or cronyism, Thomas, in my to my mind. Yeah, is what these big corporations are doing are paying protection money to the they government. Are. They They're are. paying protection money to the government and write them their little loopholes. And then people like me 
or people like my my family who are some of them are fairly wealthy they've done well for themselves and some of them are traders on the stock exchange some own businesses and own real estate and stuff and they do well and i've worked for them i've done construction for them and they've helped me out in my own business and sort sort of things like you know they, they got like those kind of corporate types coming in and undercutting prices and, and doing what what the, what corporations do like big corporations that can compete better but the, their worst enemy is the government because those corporations use the government to like make it extremely hard to keep your business going or even get it started. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, so like you call it corporate welfare, like I'm for as a libertarian, like on the one side, the reason I'm libertarian is that the government should just leave us the hell alone. <laughs> just stay the hell out of our lives. You know, Republicans or some conservatives or religious conservatives want the government to get involved in how people live their lives. You're, you're a gay man. Um, I've got transgendered students. It's like only on Saturdays. I'm like, like <laughs> I let people, you know, I want pe people should let their freak flag fly. As far as I'm concerned, I, that is no bearing on me whatsoever. I mean, you know, um, but I think you just called the hypocrisy of both these parties that they both want big government in some different absolutely. way. Absolutely, I call them rhinos. I'm like, you are not the Republican Party that my family was a part of and that I was I was proud to be a part of. My like, dad ended pretty much with this first George Bush, like Bush's dad was the one who cured me of the Republican Party. <laughs> Leave my lips, no new taxes. <laughs> like, wow, okay. And then Clinton followed him. It was like, oh my God. And I voted for Clinton. You know, I'm, I'm open to voting for Democrats. But um, I think, you know, that the, the government plays favorite with business and they should just stay the hell out make the laws enforce you know environmental regulation keep the playing field free and level so that smaller people could compete with the jeff bezos and amazon you know what i mean like it, it right. shouldn't it shouldn't that's go ahead i'm sorry to interrupt you because i i definitely want you to you know tell talk about your opinion about that yeah but you i do have that. to say I have to, I have to just interject like yeah. my progressive Ness into yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I really like that aspect of what you're saying. Okay. The government should just keep out of it. The problem is, Doc, is that they've been in it so long with mm. the redlining, the segregation, yeah. and all of the other fun little tricks that they, you know, you've already you've already stated here. Yeah. It's too late. Okay. We gotta go all in here. We gotta at least have a government that works for us. We're never gonna go back. And that's the thing. I don't think people are like I think the system or like a welfare state to that in principle, even really opposed to socialism or in, in their real form, except that that form of government, I've seen it, it happens in Illinois. Because governments are not like people have to cheat in a marketplace. A corporation, a business, is weak. And even a smaller business is good to the people that because they there, right? Because you if you've got a job, a small business, and there's better, better your person like screw you. I don't work for that guy. You know what I mean. Um, I think that the corporations make a bigger impact because it looks like Amazon lays off 
some people, that's terrible for everybody. You know what I'm saying? 9% of this country is like a single sign that you drive any street. That's a corporation. And like, I see stock market. I'm like, people got to understand what the stock market is. It's not, it is a couple of rich fat cats and these idiots in, a, in the set ship that's horrible. But for the most part, the stock market are people with one case the retirement. Like, that's what the stock market is. The stock market is flow for the most part. Did you do something different? Because now you're binging. No, I, I didn't. On my, on my I didn't. Oh, okay. Just wondering. Because, like, bing, bing. Must be that coronavirus. My bad. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yes. Well, the market is one other fun thing. It's an invisible market. There is nothing in the market. It's not like there's sheep. It's not Agrabah. It's an invisible market. Guess who's in the market? People with things to sell. Okay. Does anyone else like? Can, that's the thing about the stock market, Doc. And maybe it's just my like age, because I don't honestly believe anyone can make real money on the stock market without having that insider tra- trading that these people seem to have all the time, where they just go yeah. all out when they know a virus is coming. And then they go, tra-la-la-la-la, can you give me $1.5 <laughs> trillion, please? Yeah, I seem no. to be in some peril. No, that's, you, you, I'm you, so you, sorry. See how, you know, I'm more, if I'm a libertarian, if I'm a conservative, if you don't want to call me conservative, I'm much more more like a populist than I am, say, like a bootstrap. I still do but I'm much more on economics and politics and corporate stuff and like that like the insider training those insiders the bootstrappers are stupid so I'm I'm much, I'm much more with Tucker who, who who I mean he calls he calls you I like that you that you respect him in some ways like he calls out a lot of that shit all that all that like Tucker is so awesome yeah. Tucker Carlson is hilarious he is hilarious yeah he is funny and by the way he was going on and on about Barisma and the fact he was going on about Cuomo. You know how like the CNN anchor guy, yeah. he went to Harvard or Yale or something yeah. like that. You think he's smart enough to get in there? No, no. it's because his dad's the governor. <laughs> yeah. That's what these people do all the time. Yeah. It's just like transparent. Yeah. And by the way, I, I have to get to this because like this is the whole yeah. point. Uh, this bill is like the third installment of the corporate, whatever you want to call it, socialism, corporate welfare, yeah, whatever you want to call it. They have literally had three dips in the cookie jar, and then they come up with $1,200 for us and maybe $600 for unemployment. Like, they're going to make that last long. That's why they want people to get back to work. Yeah. They don't want to pay that. Right. Well, I think we should. These people are so I think we should get horrible. back to work. But I, I, what I like about what Bernie was saying, and if Bernie's partially responsible for it, that's something I got to give him props for, because I've been self-employed nearly my whole life. Like, I've the only time I had what you'd call a corporate career or job was at UTSA. That's the only time I ever was on a salary where I had like benefits. I mean, like all the uh, things a corporate person does. I've, I've, even when I was teaching, I was an adjunct teacher. So I was teaching voice at like sometimes two, three, four different colleges, like a different college every day, however many students they had, you know, and I was singing professionally. So I would make, I mean, I would bring to my tax guide to like, to my uncle who used to work for the Department of Defense. Like, I have an uncle who was a CPA for the Department of Defense. You want to, you want to talk about, like, crazy budget loophole, like, the, the fucking $500 toilet seat shit? Like, that is absolutely for real. 
mean, he knows all about it. But I would bring him, I would have, Thomas, I would have like 12 1099s. Like I would work in like four different states and, you know, it was a freaking mess. So I learned all about like the, the, the just the crazy, stupid crap in the, in the tax code that no one can get to the bottom of. But you got to have someone who at least knows something who can give you even some of the advantages that, that all this, some of these big wigs have. So I don't get hammered by the, by the IRS. You know what I mean? So you just got to learn. I had to learn these things on my own and I've never, I never was, was, which I appreciate that this is happening right now. That I never even had a shot at unemployment insurance. I had no shot at that being self-employed. If my student load was down or I didn't have some gigs, I mean, I got a job. I, off. I mean, I had, I had to make work. I, I just made work my whole life. So I have, I, I think that there's a state. I didn't use the government. I, I went to a couple of churches in the Salvation Army to get rent assistance and some groceries. So I'm all for like a safety net. I think that's very necessary. It's, we can talk about what comprises it and who pays for it. But um, I, I have a, a little less sympathy for like what we call a nan, like what you call a nanny state, where the government kind of hands out wide swaths of, of benefits to, to to people, as if there are there are savior or something. It's like so, I, I guess I'd have to admit that there is a, at least a partial. Maybe it's my generation. Maybe it's how I've lived my life. I do have a bit of a bootstrap mentality to something. I admire that. I admire that you make it work like that. I try to make it work like it that, like but guess what, Doc? It's eight thousand dollars a semester now. Whoa! They're make, we, they can no longer. We, no matter how much we try to make it work, it's hard. It won't work anymore. Well, it, it, it just won't. Income inequality as it is, is at its heights. We're not just talking about like you know handing out all of this money because of you know Yang. Right. For, for right, one, right. not talking about giving a thousand dollars because. We're just all so wonderful, and we're beauty queens. <laughs> He's talking about how we there's automation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And nope. There's inflation, yep. and the businesses. I don't know if you heard that guy on the the Jimmy Dore. It's uh, hard to hear. Podcast. Some of those hard to hear. Just, I, I, did, I listened hard, but it was hard to hear some of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just they just want us to get back to work because they're losing money, and they they know that they can keep on diving into the cookie jar the government cookie jar yeah. but it's gonna look bad after maybe the fifth time so yeah they have to get us back right to now yeah so we can make their stupid labor so we can have so they can have their stupid money yeah yeah i don't know how else, so. i don't know how in, in a country like ours thomas because people make these comparisons to sweden and they don't really know what they're talking about in denmark it's like you got to look at what you're really asking yeah. people to do so I, we'll talk about that but like Are this we, country is huge. Does Denmark have a eight hundred billion dollar military force? No, they, they don't destroy they don't, an entire. They don't country. need one because <laughs> we pay for theirs. Yeah. We pay for Europe. I mean, we're covering exactly. Europe. So why can't we just print our money and tell everyone to fuck off, like Wall Street does? Dude, so you huh? you and me are on the same page there too with like foreign entanglements. I'm like, I could I could say like fuck NATO, fuck the the um. United Nations, like, screw all of you. Like, take care of yourselves. Thank you for, like, you, like diving in our pockets for, like, 50 years. Like, see, That's the way it was before World War II. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, like, we've got to look at certain things. Like, those, that's how World War II happened. Even World War I happened, too, because it was very tribal, you know. I, so I believe we need to kind of 
literally figure out a way to get along. I just, I just don't think it, like I, the China thing really drives me nuts because I've seen that coming for a long time in, in a lot of ways because I'm in real estate. So I saw, I saw it happening for a while, like in Clinton, like letting people out of, you know, walk with secrets in their fucking underwear and their socks to give to China and all the, it, like the, the shit with Biden and his son over there and in Ukraine. I have friends in Ukraine. Like I have close friends in Ukraine. I've watched what's going on in Ukraine for 10 years. What's going on there? Like, I just went off topic, but just to go back to look about what the, this like bogus impeachment was so pissed me off. And people all of a sudden think they know about Ukraine. I'm like, you don't know shit about what's going on in Ukraine and Putin and all that. I'm like, half of Ukraine, Thomas, are Russians. They're Russians. They're not, and they will tell you they're your Russians. They're not Ukrainian. And they're mostly in the east part. So that shit with Crimea, and like uh, the woman I talked to, she's in a place called Mariupol. It's very close to the border on the on the Black Sea. Like she is very not for these these um, what were like the rebels against the government because they came and bombed her town. They like bombed her. And so the Russian aspect of Ukraine, they were crying for anybody to help them out with this corrupt ass government they had that the U.S. was all mm -hmm. involved in. Biden, Romney, yep. all of them were just, they, um, Europe was offering no help. They were teasing the fact that Ukraine could join the NATO, join NATO or the European Union or whatever, but they didn't do shit for them. So, of course, Putin was like, I'll help. And they're like, thank you. Thank you. We need to get rid of this government. And Putin helped them. That's what happened. It wasn't Russians taking over Ukraine. It was Ukrainians fighting for their fighting against the corrupt regime in their own country. I don't, I don't even care, honestly. But, but, but now we've, we've impeached the president. And now we're talking of like, it's all like smoke and mirrors because Russia's, you said this too, like it's all like craziness because our enemy is not Russia. And it has nothing to do with Ukraine. Like why, why are we giving China a pass? Because I've seen them, like they've held the NBA to task, like LeBron had to come on and say, yeah, we shouldn't be talking about China this way because, you know. Yeah, that was weird. And like can, LeBron knows anything about it. He, like, did he get drafted from high school? Something, yes, did he, he did. Freaking he freaking had, like, yeah. you no know, economics from China. Yeah. That was weird. Well, and people getting fired from their companies, you know, some of those, like Marriott, because they are in China, and someone makes some post, like, that's just a random Facebook post, and a person gets fired for saying something about Hong Kong. I'm like, holy shit. And then you find out, like, 100, 100 professors, I saw this too, 100 professors at just Texas A&M, Texas A&M, are on the payroll, undisclosed payroll of China. I'm like, what? So what do you, what do you propose we do about that? Do you have a proposal, a solution for that? It's going to hurt, man. It's going to hurt because we've given them... I say, we, I say, like someone tried to say, like they have us over a barrel because they hold a lot of our debt, and I'm like, yeah, okay. we, we don't. I'm like, we don't owe shit to people. If like you don't owe, if someone robs you, you don't owe them shit. I don't care what they think they own of yours, but you don't own. Yeah. If people are stealing shit from you, like you don't, and they benefited from that stealing and become like what they from a like a third world country now they're China, but they did that because they stole shit from us and from the rest of the world. You know what I mean, like. They hold our debt like so what? Like fine, go off on your own. It'll hurt though. We so we've got to I think we've got to diversify, Thomas. And I think the ultimate thing, and this might be where you and I agree, 
is we've got to become much, much, much more self-reliant in this country and be much yeah. less dependent on things like this, like, like the supply chain and the money chain uh, on other countries. And maybe not, I mean, if we are dependent, we've got to spread that dependency way around. So if something like this happens, we're not like the whole world doesn't shut down because China shuts down. You know what I mean? Like that was our problem. And all of a sudden business people are like, oh yeah, that was probably pretty stupid to like send off all our companies and all our freaking work to China so they could send us back like Chotskis and, and like plastic shit, you know? <clears throat> yeah, at least we got twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, well, I just so, lost fifteen hundred. What do you? What is your take? What is your take on this bill? Have you had any yeah. contact with it? Yeah, yeah. Opinion? I've seen. I kind of seen the wrangling. I, the thing that pissed me off most was like with Pelosi, and, and it was the Republicans too. But, um, like, so that's a question I had for you. Uh, all of these, and you know, Bernie, he 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 grandstood or whatever like that. Yeah. I'm not really much of a fan of him lately because of how the kid gloves he treated Joe Biden with. Yeah. Uh, as far as the debate, I thought that was disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like these, uh, you don't understand the Democratic Party. No. I thought it couldn't get any worse. I'm a, <laughs> I, I was a Democrat. Okay. Yeah. I, you, don't, you don't understand how upset I am and how angry I am. I see. Well, I, I kind of think. People yeah. literally think that we're stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They think that we can't see that Joe Biden is deteriorating. They think we can't see that uh, Hillary Clinton rigged the primaries. Oh, they think if they, they think if they just say Russia, a lot of times that we're just going to stop looking with our eyes. Right. It's, right. It's, it's not only like so disrespectful. Yeah. It's just so it's so infuriating. Well, and what's funny and is like you who've been a Bernie uh, supporter. And it's funny to watch like Bernie's campaign manager actually say out loud that Bernie was getting better, fairer treatment from Fox fucking news than he was yeah. from MSNBC and CNN. And I'm like, well, welcome to being a fucking conservative for the last 30 years. Thank you so very much. And the fucking Democratic establishment, what I call now and will forever call because a friend used it, like the MS, what do I say, MSDN? CNN media. I'm like, that's exactly what they are. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's what it is. And I, 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 I'm I not a, go, I used to fall asleep to Rachel Maddow. Really? And I, I'm not a, now I'm I can't, a big. I can't even stand uh, her. So well, and, and because they destroyed, they destroyed my dream. My, my bubble. So, they destroyed my so bubble. Like, I didn't even destroy it. They oh did. my god, they're so stupid. And, and so I'm just kind of, I, I kind of chuckle, but I'm like, what I think Thomas and I think you and I are, are a sign of this. Maybe like you're sick of the Democratic Party and people say like why are you so hard on them like because I could I'm not a Republican anymore I'm looking for something I could join and believe in and the Democratic Party what it says it's about would be appealing to me like what Jay, what John F. Kennedy was fighting for and his brother were fighting for which you know like why people joined the Democratic Party in the 60s over the Republicans the way the Republicans became but it's not that I look at it and like you're supposed to be the party of wokeness you're supposed to be the party of the small guy. I'm like, you are not anything even close to that. And I'm going to like call you out on it till the day I die, till you freaking figure it out and fix it. If you can't fix it, yeah. then Thomas, we need, we need Literally. something else. I know third parties don't work, but I think we are very close. And it may be something like very close to a time when enough of people go, what the hell is this about? Like, wh why are there just these two parties for the last 150 years? Like, 
We used to change, there used to be different political parties our first, what, 50, 60, 100 years? There were definitely party changes. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it was weird too back then, you know, because like Abraham Lincoln's uh, vice president was a Correct. Democrat. They did weird Correct. stuff like that. It was a much different kind of deal. So, I, you know, the thing about China, yeah, I just, weird. I mean, I just think, and, and even things like. Should we, should we say China virus? I, I think virus? Well, people got it wrong. They say that it's the Chinese, like saying that it's the Chinese virus is racist. Like that's a, that's a stupid thing to say because it's not Chinese, but it is the China virus. I would call it Wuhan flu. I don't care. I like because that's more specific to actually what it is. I like Wuhan flu. It's exactly what it is. So yes, I I'm, you think any conservative would ever know it. It's funny. Well, and my my only thing about that, and I think I posted it. The only thing I talked about that was we need to remember why this happened, who made it happen, who allowed it to happen, and why we're in this mess. And we need to deal with them and with us in relation to them, like now. And and who are we dealing with? China. Who are we dealing they, with? They are not anyone. Besides friend. that. Okay, I thought you were talking about the deep state. Well, they, but they because, bought our I mean, deep state. We're the greatest country they in the world. They are our deep state. China. If, if, they've, if, they've, if they've infiltrated academia to the level they have, you don't think that they've paid off the government, our, like our businesses? So you're, at, oh, so you're like at this level, with, like the way that Rachel is with Russia, you're like that with China. Well, I, well I, I, I think it's pretty evident that whatever meddling is going on it has nothing to do with russia it's, it's china but russia is a scapegoat you know what i mean yeah why he's xkgb well russia is an, an easy target but i keep telling people like russia's economy like california and texas have a better economy than russia you know like they have a better gdp like russia is nothing for us like they are no threat to us not a fan of their borscht either. Yeah, <laughs> like I. Fine, but well, vodka, vodka's good. Um, so yeah, I I think so, our uh, our deep state, our oh, our deep state has been set up by our media, by like some of the some of the like corporate rules, the telecast rules, um, administrations. I don't know if they're necessarily Democrat, but they are part of what what I think are the establishment. And to the extent that like Trump has upset them. Like that's my take on Trump. I was not a Trump voter. I was not a Trump supporter. But I, in, in the things he said, Thomas, like he's been saying this stuff about NAFTA and bringing American business home. And he was warning about China yeah. way like 30 years ago on the Donald Trump show. He was. You know what I'm saying? He was. And, and, and they, yep. they said to him like, well, why don't you run? And he said back then, he's like, because I'm making too much money. Are you kidding me? He said that like, for sure. And then, but then he said, like, he said better people should do it than me. That's what he actually said. It's like, I can't do it. Someone smart and good had to do it. Not me. Um, and then I guess he finally got sick of it. He saw the Democratic Party and what it did, and he stopped supporting them. So he's not their money anymore, for one thing. But then he, he looks at the field. And he says, if I'm going to go take this on, like, I can't do it in the Democratic Party. I got to do it in the Republican Party. And I swore to this last election. I swore up and down. You might remember those posts. Like, I swore he was a Hillary plant. I swore that he was sent yeah. to, like, destroy the Republican Party on purpose. I didn't. Those I, primaries were awesome. I didn't realize, oh, he decimated them. And I didn't, because I, I, I'm a, I, have a, I have a political science background. I was going to be in politics. That was my other career before. I, I was pre-law. I had a scholarship to the Freemasons. I was going to get, I was going to be there. Um, I mean, you know, I, I sort of lost my train of thought there for a second. 
Um, I lost my train of thought. Shit. Oh wow. It's okay. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Anyway, we have to get we have to get to this. I have like a whole list. Shoot! Shoot at me. Shoot okay, at me. So we talked about this bill. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure what your take on this bill is. It's great. It's a good bill. For the most yeah. part, I do. I guess I got on the Pelosi thing because what I've seen and it happens in Chicago too. I don't know why I'm talking so loud. I, I do the same even on Zoom. I talk too loud. Um, but like the ability, the ability of Congress to hijack, particularly spending legislation, Thomas. The problem with like our except for their their for their first economic package to Wall Street. It's all that was twenty four hours. Yeah, it was, it was all twenty four hours full of all this pork, all this crap, all this sweetheart crap they put in there. It's like this has nothing yeah. to do with coronavirus. It has nothing to do with helping the people who need nothing. help. So I actually have some of some of the these little details because Nancy Pelosi was complaining about how much of a slush fund was going on. Yeah. Uh, they gave twenty five billion dollars to Boeing in this. But guess what? So Nancy Pelosi, she, they went, the bill went back to the House. She decided to tack on some of her little fun of course. stuff. Of course. So $25 million for the Kennedy Center, $75 million just, for the National Endowment of the, the Kennedy Arts, Center who just fired. $1 million for the National Endowment of Humanities, a $1 billion for the Postal Service. Now, like, on that, on its own, on its own, <laughs> all of these things are not bad, okay? Right. But... We are trying to talk about people who are living paycheck right. to paycheck, people that have not are not able to pay rent, that right. cannot pay their car notes, right. that are living literally by the skin of their teeth, and they just can't work anymore. And then you go ahead and tack on $75 million for the National Endowment of the Arts. Like, do you know how elitists you have to be right. to just think about stuff like that when you can't just put a bill out in 24 hours like you did for Wall Street? Like this is the stuff that really just gets me going. Yeah. Like, and yeah. this is the stuff that makes me almost—I mean, I am on the verge of, ver- of voting for. Trump. I saw that. Just I saw that. These people. I, I, I think my jaw. Like literally, I will record that shit <laughs> because I'm sick of this oh, shit. Oh god, they're, they're even worse than Trump because I know Trump's a douchebag. Yeah. I know he's not a good person. Right. I, I know he is a racist. He but these be. people pretend like they're not racist. Right. They pretend oh. like they're not fucking douchebags. They pretend they're like they're the working man, and then they go and tack on yeah. some stupid country club bullshit exactly. to a crisis bill. Exactly. Are you fucking yeah, kidding? No, no, it's ridiculous. These, like, how unserious well, do you have to be well, that, about helping the American you people? Reminded, like, how yeah. unserious? Yeah. And these people still have, uh, vote for these parties. Right. Well, you re- and you reminded me what I was saying. all the time because I was saying about Trump. Um. That what he finally what he I finally said was well, he, like I, I said he decimated the Republican Party. I finally started realizing that he was actually serious. Well, well, serious in his clown way. Like he was the fool we needed to like expose all the real fools. You know, like he's the asshole. He's like your asshole boss that kind of comes in and says, okay, like playtime's over. We got to get shit done. I'm not going to be an asshole about it. Sorry, you know. And that's how, that's what he, I don't like the dude. I still don't really like him. I think he's got a too happy of a Twitter finger. But then I look at it and I look at how he trolls the media and he trolls Democrats and people call him lies. I'm like, he's not lies. He's just, because he would do that in the Republican primary. He would say some crazy ass shit, like crazy stuff. And that, that would be like 24 seven coverage. And then you'd hear like his real speech and he'd be like, well, that's not what he said. Like, that's not what he really thinks. or that's not what he really said. His ideas right. were actually really good ideas. And they're the same. Shit I mean, as far as ideas go, 
I don't think he has good ideas. I think he like well, he has good instincts. Can we say okay. that? Say that. I'll say that. Yeah. Because I don't think he's ever come up with a goddamn idea in his life. Honestly. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe 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 sometimes you know, like Reagan was like this too. It's like sometimes what a good leader knows. Like I like I'm a I'm a philosophy major. Like Socrates said, he was wise and that he knew what he didn't know. Okay. So that and Reagan was okay. very much like this too. Like Reagan did not pretend to be like the savior. He didn't say I'm the hero. He's like, your people are the heroes. He said that to Americans. Like, it's your money. You people are the heroes. It's not me. The economy's not great because I'm so great. The economy's great because you freaking people are great. I just got to get, I got to find a team of people who can figure out how to get help to you. In the 80s, you weren't born then, but the 80s was pretty freaking sweet for a while. We, were, we got close in the 80s to what right. even you might, even what you might call a pretty good, like, wages. There were more, like, like more people from nowhere came in the 80s than any other time I think in our history. That was cocaine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there was a lot of that too. I never had any, but <laughs> there was a lot of that yeah. too. <laughs> that was, man. Yeah. Uh, back so then. I, but uh, I think, yeah, you're right. Probably the good way too. Probably the good I way. I think Bernie presents the same problem. I just don't, I don't trust him with, with the reins of government because he's, too close when he starts praising like Cuba and the former Soviet Union. I'm like, yeah, no. He's an old man. And I think, okay, so I've met people from Cuba and there's two different kinds of Cubans. There's people that like Fidel Castro and people that don't. Right. Okay. Well, people who like him like, it's very, didn't get it's murdered. Very mixed. Didn't get murdered or their family didn't get murdered. I mean, look, honestly, I don't know. Okay, so I asked those questions to, to them because I don't know anything about what happened, okay? <laughs> I was too young. But uh, they say that uh, none of that happened. They say that none of that happened. That, That's uh, baloney. It was fake news. Well, because okay? they're, they're in... That, like they were framing him. They're either in Cuba or they're, they're either in Cuba or they have ties to people who are in Cuba because if you listen to Cubans who escaped, who made it to this country, they can talk about the horrors very, very plainly. Yeah, well, they they were like, yeah, well, Castro let him go because they wanted to leave. He let him go. See, that even kind of doesn't that prove just a little bit that Castro was kind of just like, look, the thing about the 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 Cuba and South America is that the reason why we have all of this negative feelings towards them and their way of government is because we they have oil, okay, and we yeah. have tried to literally. We've tried to coup every single one of those countries, Cuba, Venezuela, every, every, every country we talk about, how horrible it is, socialists, we've tried to ship guns in there and like set up our own president, okay, every single one. On so that happened. makes me just really skeptical about how, how bad these people were. Well, they're bad. I mean, Stalin was bad. I mean, this, this system of government, Venezuela went from Brazil too, went from being two of the most productive countries on the planet to being like horrible with, with the very same. And it wasn't because our CIA infiltrated them and just like Iran and just no. sold weapons to their no, rebels. Was, no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't it like was, that. It was their policy. It was, it was the things that it they implemented. They, okay. You know, they, I just think like socialism, like I said, it's not in principle a bad idea, but it's, but it's like a, a, a hugely corrupting kind of system for the people who run it. You know, I just don't think there's enough good people that could run. And that's just a small country. I mean, 
compute that by the entire United States, it's like there's not enough good people to make a government that good. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it when it yeah. when it de-incentivizes all the things that make people good in spite of themselves. Like because you because your self-interest coincides with someone else's self-interest. Like that's what capitalism does to my mind. I don't think that well I disagree, but you can say that. I would say that's the constitution that does that. You know? Constitution. That's the Constitution, the Bill of Rights that does that, not capitalism. Well, but, but, the, the, but the, the Constitution guarantees like the free exchange of things like ideas, but also the free exchange of um, like economic transactions, you know, like and there should be more, more, of, more of that, not less of that, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Now, see, these are, these are the disagreements that we can have, yeah. and I could be not even mad about it. <laughs> it's just when people are on television talking to me about how I don't see things that I see. Right. That I get upset. You, you and, our, you and I are 100% <laughs> together on that. That's called gaslighting, and I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's too much of it. There's yeah. too much of it in the Democratic Party, especially. But Elizabeth Warren, man. But I'm, I'm curious, like, in terms of things like. Huh? And things like enterprise, like like the way I'm a small business, my family runs small business. I've grown up in a, in, a, in a business family, pretty much. I'm an artist. You know, I'm part of the gig economy. I've always made work for myself. It's like, how do you see the ideal economic system? I'm very curious. Like, what is the ideal economic system to you? Uh, I mean, the, our economic system, like a, a mixed system what is, where, well, first of all, the, there's no there's no money in politics. There's a free and fair election. There you okay. go. I'm hundred percent. One hundred thousand. That could like reset the board to a great deal. Yep. Okay. And then you know we look out for the least of us. And um, how though? I, you know, I have nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with competition. I'm not dissing capitalism. Yeah. I'm saying that, that's not what democratic. I you know what democratic socialism is. It's not socialism. Right. No. It's, Cap- it's welfare socialism within a capitalist system correct which is a moderate system yeah i would go even further but competition okay, works because... two ways like competition works in a worker's favor too thomas if, if, oh it does if things are in the, if things are if the conditions are correct or they're the way they're optimal let's say it that way if they're optimal a person with good skills who's a good worker can and should compete very well in the marketplace and that should raise the stakes I have no problem with unions and collective bargaining per se, but when the union becomes just another national corporation, then I have a problem. Like if, 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 the, workers, if the workers of a certain business have a grievance and together they feel stronger going to the boss or the owner and making, you know, collectively a certain uh, workout, I'm like, absolutely, that's how it should work. That's exactly how it should work. Can people do that with Amazon? You think Bezos would come down from Dragonstone? I <laughs> Like I don't know. Barter. Yeah, pretty big. I don't think so. I, I, I can hear you yelling from my yacht. Go ahead. <laughs> I think Bezos is a yeah. better dude than people think he is. He looks like Lex Luthor. He does. And he lives like <laughs> I have no so, problem with I don't know about that. I saw Renee, a ta- Eric, Eric Barbera. If it walks like a duck, <laughs> talks like a duck, it's Lex Eric Luthor. Eric Barbera. Renee, he goes by now, he and I had this big roundabout about, he was going on and on and on about billionaires. And I'm like, dude, what business is it of yours? How much money a person has? Like, that is not anyone's business. How much money a person has? Like, it's just pure envy. Like, you're going to stop someone from earning, like, 
he, he wants to stop people. Like when you make $500 million, you're done being the head of your corporation. I'm like, that's just stupid. That's just completely stupid. <laughs> I'm not about that. I'm about like, how did they get a billion dollars? I have no problem. Because Bill Gates they're definitely not that hardworking. To, they work so hard. They do. They got that billion dollars because they worked so hard. They, and they, they were had, so smart. It's like it's like Not it's like happened. well, why why is one actor paid twenty million dollars and most actors are wait waiters and waitresses? I mean, like there's. Hey, that's a good that's a good question, and you know what? That's the whole reason why competition doesn't really exist, and capitalism is a illusion. Because guess what? I'm a bartender. I can make any drink you want. You throw at me, sure. okay? Put me up in put me up in an interview with a big boobed white blonde haired <laughs> bitch. Guess who gets the job? Well, Thomas. Guess who gets the job? So but not every time. That's what I'm talking. But not every time. That's what I'm talking about. There are people. You, you weren't smart. Yeah, I know for. You weren't smart. You got a billion dollars because you took advantage of a situation. Yeah. A situation, by the way, that somebody suffered for from. A situation that someone lost their house. A situation. No, Thomas. Like, you know? no. I think like people used to say. I heard maybe it was Bernie Sanders, or maybe because the Warren's just so stupid. Maybe it was Ocasio Cortez, one of them, said something about like like um, it was they were they were going against oh, maybe it was I don't know it was Netflix or some like online service because they unfairly competed, like they broke like antitrust violations because they put Blockbuster out of business. So I'm like that is not that is not what that's about, like. The fact that people want to sit at home and not drive to a store and get movies just sent to them on their TVs, like that just blew up Blockbuster's model. Like that's not Netflix's fault. Blockbuster should have seen this coming and they should have been, you know, on the cusp of that. The fact that someone else was, that's not, that's not Netflix's fault. The fact that Amazon figured out that people don't want to fucking drive to a mall and pay markup prices and then be told they're getting a sale. It's like, if you want your thing here, click your computer. I can give it to you for the same price or less. And it comes straight to your door. You're like, shit, cool. Are you kidding me? Like, absolutely. You know, but I mean, if people want to bring people out to stores, they got to make those stores worth coming to somehow. I mean, you know what I mean? And maybe we'll never go back to that. We just got to live with the fact that's why of all the Democrats, that I was for, the one I was most for, the one that I most listened to was Andrew Yang. Because he had, he, he is a business dude. He started how many businesses has he started? Like he spoke and he talks about automation. Tucker talks about this a little bit too, like displaced work and, and what you do with people who are disaffected by changes in technology and the economy. It's like we do, we yep. have to deal with that. I, I believe we have to deal with that. I mean, that's what we have to do. Yeah, we have but, to. And I don't, but not before we put on support, you know, give some money to the endowments. How do how do how do you how do you, how in your opinion do you raise wages? Like not just arbitrarily, like saying if minimum wage is fifteen dollars, well, why can't it be twenty? Like like um, what's her face said, um, not Gabbard, Rashida Tlaib. Yeah, said so it should be twenty. It's not fifty; it should be twenty. So how do I, I'm how like, well, if it's twenty, why not make it thirty? If it's not thirty, why why not make minimum wage a hundred dollars? Why not? Why not make it a thousand? Why not just make everyone? I think maybe it could be proportional to the profits, the gross, uh, the gross profits, something like that. Okay, but yeah, most good businesses, maybe actually, some most people who run typical small businesses, that's exactly how they run their business. 
That is. We're not talking about small businesses. Small businesses are, and by the way, neither party cares Thank about you. small businesses. Did you see these lo- these little loans that they put? Yeah. They gave them. It's too yeah. late, boo. You're three weeks yeah. too late on the small businesses. They closed down group, day I, one. I work for a small business. Your goddamn I, my, my my little music school is just a guy who was a guitar player who started what's called Highland Guitar Studio. And he was like, wow, this kind of works, this place, this community needs a good music school. And he made it HGS Music. And I've been on my ass for two weeks without students and no income. And they're figuring out how the hell do we get like School of Rock, which was all over this because they got the money. Like I, School of Rock never mm. skipped a beat. We went right online. We were all ready for it because they had the infrastructure. My other guy is just a small, he's got two little schools, man. He wasn't ready for this. And like, yeah, he's he's the one, he's the one that should be getting bailed out. Like he should be getting a huge, he should get a hundred grand, two hundred grand loan. That and I've heard, I've heard mm-hmm. what I do like about this bill. Back to your question about it, with zero interest. zero interest, and I've heard because I did grant work, and I know that this can you can get these things from the government. I help businesses do it actually. You can get what's what's called a forgivable loan, which is even from the government, Thomas. You've got to prove if you're going to get a grant or some money from the government, even on a loan basis, it, it, they may call it a grant, but it, it initially it's a loan because they're going to penalize you if you don't do what you say you're going to do. That is, you've got to prove that you're a viable business. You've got to run it right. You've got to scale it right. You've got to keep, stay in business right, like pay your people right. Like you've got to do the right things so that you wean yourself off of the need for that money eventually and you can just be on your own. And so what happens is this happens in some mortgages too. It's like if they give you a grant, if you prove all those steps over five years and you're still here after five years, it's a grant. You don't owe it back at all. And that's what it, at least some of this bill looks like that's what they're trying to do for small business. And I think that would be a huge good thing. I mean, uh, it would be, it will be if they still exist. Uh, as soon as all yeah, this I'm, I'm kind of like you. I'm afraid that this might be a way to like kill it all off. And I think you're right that like this. I, I'm totally with you on the idea that certain big businesses are too big to fail. I'm like, why are they too big to fail? As if yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well the poor Boeing. Oh my <laughs> God, twenty five billion dollars. They were really well. Be, well under Obama, time. it was Boeing. the car industry. It's like what the hell. What does GM need to be bailed out for? Are you and they, they say, Thomas, the reason they say, and it's partially true, is because those corporations employ a lot of people. And if they go under, there's a lot yeah. of people without work. And that just looks bad for everybody. So that's why they do it. That's why they right. do it. That's why, that's why we, need to, we need to nationalize airports. Yeah, I don't Sorry. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Nationalize. How much worse can air travel be, Doc? How much worse? I used to work. I, I mean, did Continental. It. I did it. Do you think the government could be worse than Continental? <laughs> I think the government's bad at running businesses in general. Oh, my God. Continental's bad at running business. And these people you, are losers. We bailed them out already. But if you're bad at running your business. they need more money? If you're bad at running your business, if you're bad at running your business, it should fail. Uh-huh. And someone else. Someone else better. Someone else fail. better will come in in its place that delivers it more efficiently and that pleases more people. You know what I mean like? I would rather have Joe Biden fly my plane than Continental. <laughs> come on, you're being, you're being Thomas like Facebook Thomas for me right now. I'm being dramatic. Right? <laughs> he wouldn't know. He's like, where are we, Mr. President? <laughs> Mr. President. Autopilot. My time is up. 
I, mean, I love that when he says my time's I mean, up and he's like, I can stop my talking. My That's favorite poor guy, one bro. was when he this, endorsed, he endorsed Trump abuse. like three times. He tried to correct himself and he just kept making oh, it worse. And I'm like, oh my God. All Trump has to do is run Joe Biden saying Trump's, we're here to reelect Trump. Like that should be the Trump ad in <laughs> November. Look me up. Look me over. I'm running for <laughs> the city. Okay. I, I'm in for, I'm like, I love for Trump. Wait, what? You're 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 in I New Hampshire. I love Vermont. You're in I'm running for Vermont City. Vote for Trump. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's oh. the nominee. That literally, I thought they couldn't get any worse than Hillary. They are making me laugh now. <laughs> how dumb they are. Yeah. Like wow. Like you went from evil queen of warmongers to like senile old Mr. Well, corrupt, corrupt. Like what the like, frick are like, you like doing? A- and you know, Klobuchar and Buttigieg cried like oh. little babies. They're like, hey, "I've got." So that was a, so was that was the whole setup. And I, I kept saying this. Those two. I want a TV show. Like, those they, two. That was a, like you know, like that super, that and super Tuesday, They they all fall. Like they all tank their candidacies, and endorse Biden. Like right before Super Tuesday. And I said this. Like one of my other friends tries to call me like I'm being some hypocrite or something because I said. Because I said, like, after that one Tuesday, it's like, looks like bye-bye Bernie. I said that. Um, and I I was kind of for it because I'm not a Bernie supporter. I know you are. I'm sorry. But then I, I said, then, like, the next... Uh, I'm, I, I, the, it doesn't bother me. I'm not the a next partisan. Day, so it, well, I see that you kind of are sour on Bernie. Like, he changed his tune, dude. Like, he used to be much more on top of, like, what, what immigration was about. Like, he changed his whole tune on immigration badly. But, but then, like, the next day, Terry McAuliffe, oh, my God, Terry fucking McAuliffe on CNN is saying after that Tuesday, he's like, well, Bernie should just do what's right and, you know, come into the fold. And, and the real, the election begins tomorrow. Like, the national election begins tomorrow, basically saying, Bernie, you're done. Like, we're, Biden's our guy. Yeah. And, and we're starting the national election tomorrow. Like, Bernie, you're out. You got no chance. And I looked at the, I looked at the tallies. Like this idea that the Democratic primary is like people win a state, and I'm like, they don't. You don't win the state. Like that doesn't happen. It's not a spoil system. It's like you win. Like Biden won the most delegates, but he didn't win all the delegates. Bernie was like a hundred behind. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. Like Bernie's done. Well, if you say he's done and you set up your corporate shit to tell him he's done, and you get all your little soldiers, the rest of the candidates to fall in line behind you, and you set it up that way, Bernie's done. But if you let Bernie compete. Like, really just compete? I don't think he's done. Do you think he's done, Thomas? Like, I said that. I said it. And then my friend says, yeah. well, I think just three hours ago, you said Bernie was done. I'm like, Sean, keep up with me, dude. Like, please keep up with me right now. I said, I am addressing my good friends who are Bernie supporters. And I'm like, if Terry McAuliffe is telling you and your candidate that the national election begins tomorrow and Bernie's done, I'm like, what do you feel about that? That's what I, I literally asked that question. Like, what do you think? Is, yeah. the, is, is the national election, does it start tomorrow? I mean, is it done? The Democratic Party's over. Really? I mean, after, after the debate I saw with him and Biden, it looked like he was done. Because why are you, why are you yeah, playing along with this? This is the thing that got, it's, it's gotten me yeah. with Bernie, okay? It, was start, it started with Russiagate. And he just, just didn't say anything. He played along yeah. like... He, I'm sure he doesn't believe it, but he played along. Then it was Assange. He didn't say anything oh. about Assange. Then, and before that, he, he yeah. endorsed Hillary. Yeah, he folded. Okay, and then he says Joe Biden's a friend of mine. It's like these people are so, they're not, 
they're not even no. normal human beings. They're they're yeah. far from it. They live <laughs> on lies. Okay. Their whole life is a lie. Their kids don't like them. They go all the way to Ukraine just to <laughs> not see them anymore. Okay, because they're so self-absorbed yeah. with themselves. It's all they can care about is their image and what yeah. their consultants are saying. You can even see that with Joe Biden. Like when he was like you're moving in and out of consciousness, he's like, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, he's got his consultants in his head. It's the Democratic Party that's been fucking oh. with him for 40 years in his head. Like, making him I'm sure of who he is, right. what he is. You know, that's what this yeah. parties do. So you see Bernie, he's supposed right. to be our revolutionary. He's supposed to stand up to these. He's always talking about you standing up to these people. But, but then who, how widely are your Thomas, friends, who, Bernie? Who has? Who, who still is? You, you said it. I mean, it's not Tulsa. You said I don't know you're very doing. close. You said you're close to voting for Trump. He's like, the, he is, he might be the asshole, but he's like the only one who's sitting there like with his breastplate on tape. Like he's like Leonidas going, yeah, shoot your fucking arrows. We know you're Xerxes and we know you're freaking, um, uh, what the fuck? My brain is so bad. What's that country? Persia. Like taking out, like swallowing up Greece, and my United is like uh, hell no. <clears throat> I'm ta- we're taking you on, and he's not. He's not my favorite person, but he looks like the only weirdly corrupt, incorruptible person. If that makes any sense. Trump, yeah, he's so he's dumb, he's too but dumb he also, to be corrupt. He can't buy him off. Like he can't be bought off. True. He can't be. He can't be shamed. He certainly can't be shamed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just. I hope he doesn't take out any more second in commands of any more Middle Eastern I, countries. I don't know what that was about, but I don't. Well, want that was. To I mean, he again. was every now and then a president's got to do something, I guess. But he was on the cusp. Like he's been. That was one of the things he was. He was way against the Iraq War and foreign entanglements. He's been on that for thirty years too, yeah, and he kind of was. was proving that. But then he obviously, even his own military, like his own Joint Chiefs of Staff, like he got just like pulling out of Syria. I, I was like, what is happening right now? Like, did, did, did I lose my mind, Thomas? Like, we were, all we were talking about was our entanglement. For 20 years, we were talking about being entangled in uh, Afghanistan and the, the Iraq war and, you know, Bush is a war, war migrant, a war criminal. And then Trump yeah. tries to pull people out of the Middle East and all of a sudden he's like the most horrible thing on earth. I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, do we believe we should be out or don't we? That's just another, that's yet just one more thing that is just such a oh my God. from these people. And that's the difference between the Democratic Party and the yeah. left. So please well, don't call them left. I, they're not, they're, they're something else. I, I don't, don't want to call, not I guess I call the left like that radical, like unhinged, maybe I call them the establishment. But I, like, I distinguish the left from what I think are liberals, Thomas. I think you're a liberal. And liberals, I mean, am I though? Am I not a well, leftist? What, you call yourself a pure progressive. Would I not? Would I not chop you these could. people's heads off if I could? Well, then that makes you kind of a radical, to be honest. Like you're kind of a radical. But I won't do it, right? Because it it's is, illegal. Yeah, you're. You're. I think at heart, you're actually a, a pretty good person. <laughs> I am a good person. I would still kill. But I, I want to believe that about you. I feel bad about it. Yours, yours is pretty cool. I would be like I would be on Jeff Bezos's couch eating his ice cream, crying. <laughs> oh God, I can't believe I did that. Yeah, made. Yeah, give me some DVDs. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my God. Yeah. The only person I probably would even think about killing in real life is uh, <clears throat> the former nominee because oh. she just won't go. Away. <laughs> She's like herpes. Oh
If only Ooh. coronavirus came for her, but he probably did, oh. and probably like was man. like, "Oh God, oh, man. get the hell out of here." So, what is, did we cover? What we wanted to cover? This was fun as hell. <laughs> you can have me back, even with your Bernie bro friends or whomever. Like, yeah, fun. We should do it again. Yeah, we should do it again sometime. You know what? Like, if you if there was like um a few more of us on the on the on here, I'd probably be a, bit, a little bit more radical that. But at this point, like we've gone through. A, I feel like this whole yeah, month know. lasted like oh a God, year. Right, like two weeks ago, it sounds seems like a year ago. Wow. Yeah. I just feel like at this point, like we should stop Absolutely. fighting each other and we should really fight the people who that we it. need to fight for. Because like, it, it bugs me that people are dumb and they go with cult of personalities. I don't want to be I, a cult of personality. I don't want to be right. with Bernie because he's Bernie. I want to be with Bernie because he's a progressive sure. who's fighting for progressive well, that's ideals. Why that's I, that's I'm why fighting. I can no. talk to you and I can respect you, even as kind of heated as we get sometimes. Like, I come back to it. Plus, I mean, we have that – we go way back. You know what I mean? Like, I, I knew you when you were, like, 18 years old. You know, and still, like, yeah. figure, figuring your shit out. I know. Like, like, this talented little black kid down in San Antonio, like, one of the only black people I even knew down there. Like, what is up with that? There's, there's certainly a lot of, like, Mexicans and Hispanic yeah. people, but there's really not – a lot of black people in San Antonio, or am I wrong? I mean, you, no. did you ever go to Ritterman? Uh, kind of, kind of. Yeah, so we, we get your hair to go. We did, yeah. Well, and it's because, well, yeah. Thomas, I, 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 I'm biased because I grew up in Chicago, so a south side of Chicago. So I, I went to a school, you know, that was from a lily white neighborhood. Like all the stuff you talk about, I watched all that shit happen too. Like my, I was radicalized on race. From a real early age, and you know, I came from a race, a big racist family, like from my uncles and stuff. Oh my god, you know. So I saw that in my friends, like for me, going to Morgan Park High School, where this was like the busting thing, like the forced busting. I was that kid. I was a kid, like that. That did you bust? Like no one wanted, no that black, no black me. parent wanted their black child being sent to freaking somewhere up in Lily White neighborhood. Like they weren't for that. There's no way they were for that. And what happened was. So they tried to make Morgan Park 50-50 white and black. Yeah. Like that was the idea of forced busting. What happened was they made Morgan Park like 70-30 or like 75-25 black to white, you know? And I watched race riots and I got, yeah. there was a line at the school and I got in trouble every day of my life. I had to walk home being called, excuse me for saying it. I'm very sorry, but I was called like a nigger lover. And just, just because I talked to black people and I made friends with black uh. people, and by the way, my black friends who are people like you inquire with me, the smart ones, the ones who studied, the ones who had good parents, you know, and, and had dinner at home from their black friends. They were, they were called mm -hmm. like uncle Tom's and like coons and stuff because they talked white and they talked to white people and they blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, me and me and racism. Yeah. We're, we're like, I, so I just have a real like different perspective on race from where I came from. And, I saw it in San Antonio, but it had like a whole different, a way different vibe to it than anywhere I'd been, which was probably good for me. You know what I mean? Like my kids, I love that my kids yeah. who are literally white. I yeah. mean, my my ex-wife is Dutch. I mean, can you get more white than that? Like Dutch, Calvin is like, wow, but my kids were toeheads, like little blonde toeheads. And their friends, I see pictures of them from when they were kids. First, when we lived in Grand Rapids, all their friends were black because I lived on a black block. And then we're down in San Antonio and all their friends were Hispanic. Like literally every, every friend of theirs was Mexican. I'm like, this is awesome. So my kids, when we came back to Chicago, we moved out to this white neighborhood way out in the West suburbs. They're like, my oldest daughter's like, dad, what is, what is up with people? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, I don't think they've ever seen a black person. 
like, yeah, live, you live in a different place now for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. See, we could, we could have, we could have solved it all, not with busing, but with just actually making the South pay. I don't understand. Like, cause they were traders. But we did. Well, we put things still, off, and then still, we just make half measures. Just, we're still giving. What, I look at this, I, I think that I'm wrong, but I go look it up, and it's absolutely true. Like the national average is like ten thousand dollars per student to the public schools. I'm like, I asked my public teacher friends. I'm like, do you see that money? Like, where is that money? Who has that money? Like, it's not where the kids are. Like, where the hell does all that go? Like, we're not giving enough to education. I'm like, the hell, we're not. I look work in real estate. I see the property taxes, Thomas. Betsy DeVos has got to buy a yacht every January. I see the property taxes that people going. pay on stuff. Like not, not just the rich people. I'm saying like people who are trying to work hard and they, they try and you get a first, you get a young family or you're a young guy. Maybe you want to buy your first house and you say, oh, you know, it's $200,000. My mortgage is going to be like $900. And all of a sudden your mortgage, your $900 mortgage quickly turns into like $1,300 a month. Like, what the, what the fuck? Why? And you're like, well, because it's not $6,000 of property taxes you got to take care of. You're like, what? Well, yeah. Wow. That's for real. That's heavy. And that's why, that's the kind of stuff that people, people talk about the housing problem. People can't, like, affordable housing, and it's a problem that people own houses. I'm like, no, it's not, it's not housing. It's because of that kind of shit, like the government meddling in the market and arbitrarily making it unaffordable for people. Like, if you can, like, most people want to do a thousand in rent. It, it, on just the mortgage, like most of the time, owning a house is much cheaper than, than renting a house. And I mean that in like real dollars. The only thing that keeps people from rent buying a house is proving your credit worthiness. Like they hold the keys to that. Like that, that's where the rent, like the kind of, and that has nothing to do with race as much as um, like controlling, controlling certain economic behavior. Because for instance, Thomas, and this is where like Joe Biden, the credit card thing is very insidious. And I guess we're getting to another topic. We've been here a long time, but this is just another thing I kind of know about because of my other profession. It's like, you, 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 if you keep a zero balance on your credit card, it's not good. If you pay off your credit card every month, that's not good credit. You're not, you're not building credit worthiness. Obviously, if your credit card's maxed out, you've got a too high of a debt to income ratio. And so your credit score goes down. So you've got to like keep your credit cards at like 10% of their balance. And that's how you'll get a good credit rating. Like that's how insidious it is. Like as long as you're paying a little bit of money and they're making a yeah. little bit of money off of you, you're good and you're gonna get a 700 credit score. But if you say a zero balance, no. And obviously if you just run them up and then don't pay it back, yeah, you're gonna, your credit's gonna go to, go to the shitter, you know? But I also know, Thomas, that the way real estate works, right. there are way, 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 way more ways to own and buy a house without a bank than people would ever dream is possible. And we'll talk about that in another podcast if you're interested. Mm. But like, but there's there's a lot of this yeah, a lot will. of controlling we'll people's again. behavior with things like the government and the tax code and the way that they set things up. And but then they present it as if like it's the billionaire's fault or it's rich people's fault or it's like capitalism's fault. I'm like it's it's not. It's just not. That's not the problem. At least that's not the biggest part of the problem. Like the fact that people we need to raise wages. Well. The problem uses all of these yes. avenues to get what it wants. Yeah. Because it knows the Agreed. system. Knows. But, um, yeah. Uh, it was, it's been an interesting month. What do you think? You think we're going to do another month of this? You think I we're going to be well, at the Easter? 
Do you think everyone's going to be congregating <laughs> in the tremendous church? Hey, everyone's going to be need winning to, on you YouTube. Need to, you need to like make a visual out of this podcast because you're a good, you're a good actor. <laughs> That's pretty good. No, I think I think what's got to happen, Thomas, is they've got right. to like target regions of the country where it's where it is truly a threat and realize and get tests out so they can show like the fact that there are probably more people walking around with the virus that we don't know about that's that's a good news that's good news because that means people like the death rate is way lower than we think it is as far as i'm concerned like it that would seriously lower the death rate because we would know so we got to get people tested and get real numbers and realize realize that we've um that most of the country could be out there doing their thing you know that we just got to target make sure we're ready to deal with people who are at risk and deal with areas of the country where it's where it's really bad like new york and, and where what happened in seattle or wherever it was and in california for sure but it's like yeah okay but how how yeah. does well, CNN get raised then <laughs> oh man I know. That's the thing. Ask Anderson Cooper to do something. Kathy Griffin's oh, gone now, so he's got to do something. But yeah, so we'll do we'll do this you again. Too. It was good to uh, talk to you. I'm here, man. And we I'll do this it. a regular thing. It. We'll change the world. All right, cool. for sure. Thanks for Bye-bye. joining. Bye.